my quarantine friends and welcome to my channel and our podcast whichever format you're listening on is perfectly fine because i'm dipping my toe in both so a little bit about me if you don't know the podcast or new to the channel welcome i talk about true crime and shit posts so what you get from me is it's my dog sorry if you hear ball licking my dog's licking his balls so what you get from me is you get a true crime case you get a shit post case and i'll send you on your way with some music it's like a pilot cleanser after some heavy shit. And unlike others in the true crime community, I do not sexualize or popularize serial killers. That's a weird thing that people in the true crime community do, especially like the uh, Columbine thoughts. It's a thing. I don't know why. I don't get it. So as I'm sitting here in quarantine, avoiding everyone and everything like I normally do, I was thinking, what's the worst possible thing a person can get blamed for? And then it dawned upon me, a uh, double homicide and a rape, which I can't tell which is worse because they're both pretty bad. But the combination was, it's a doozy. It'll get you. It'll knock you down a couple pegs. And unfortunately, that happened to four men known as the Ford Heights Four. In 1997, Kenneth Adams, along with four other men and a woman, were wrongfully convicted of a double homicide and a rape. And they spent... 18-ish years in prison, serving a 75-year sentence. But thankfully to the Innocence Project, which is a great organization, please check them out. It's actually where I'm pulling this article from. They got exonerated. So in May 1978, a recently engaged couple were abducted from a filing station close to where the man worked. The uh, bodies of the couple were found later at an abandoned house in East Chicago Heights, which is known as the uh, Forward Heights. Get it? That's four heights four. Both victims had been shot and the female victim had been gang raped. A false tip from a man who lived near the crime scene led to the arrest of these four men, known as the Ford Heights Four, Vernal Jamerson, Dennis Williams, Kenneth Adams, and Willie Renee. In addition, Paula Gray, who was Adams' girlfriend, was taken in for questioning by police. Should be noted that she also couldn't read or write which makes her what what would made her a little bit more susceptible to the police shitty tactics when it comes to false confessions after being held without legal counsel for a couple of days gray confessed to the grand jury that she had been present during the initial the murder and the rape she said that she saw it all and that dennis williams was the one who actually shot both the victims and then surprisingly a month later she recanted all of her statements saying that the police not only drugged her but fed her information to say and as a result of telling the truth what happened to her well she was also slapped with a murder charge and on top of that perjury it's real damned if you do damned if you don't so a couple years later as they're also serving their sentences in 1994 a jailhouse informant recanted his testimony stating that he actually lied about overhearing williams and renee discuss how they committed the murders and the rape his testimony actually led to all of them being arrested. It was one of the things in the cases that led to them being arrested. 
He said he lied about it. He said prosecutors gave him a good deal on some time that he was touching my face. Should be doing that. He said that prosecutors offered him a good deal on time he was facing. But he came, you know, I guess he lied, but he came back from it. I'll give him props to that, I guess. The bar is pretty low. The bar is pretty low. With the help of David Prodas, Robert Warden, and a team of journalism students from Northwestern University, they were able to access the DNA testing of the four men and with the help of the innocence project completely like just redo all the testing which led to these men being exonerated because the dna testing showed that it was not their dna inside the uh, victim it was actually three other people two of which actually admitted and confessed to said murders and the rape one of which they had the identity of at the beginning of the investigation Decided not to do anything with it. Why? Racism. In 1999, the Fort Heights Four settled a civil claim of $36 million, which was the largest civil payment to anyone in the United States history. And now Adam sits with his money, his $8 million that he shares with his wife in suburban Chicago. Now, my personal views on this case, fuck the police. I'm just say that. You could not only charge four innocent men, with a probably two of the worst things you could get convicted of or do actually two yeah two things that you two horrible things that you could do or get convicted of you did it to these four people knowing that there's a 99.9 percent fucking chance that these aren't the men because you know who at least one of them who really did it and not only did they MacGuffin the uh, whole investigation, they screwed up the serology test, the, you know, the cum cum test. They fucked that up horribly and the hair test. So all the DNA you did, you goofed. You didn't do any bit of your job correctly. How? Now on to a more lighter case. And this one actually involves a celebrity. Because guess what? Beyonce knows might be a car thief. No, she's not. Not really. But what happened is... A New Mexico woman is facing charges after police say she stole a car and later tried to claim her identity as being Beyonce knows. Mrs. Serena Henry was arrested Saturday morning in New Mexico when an officer spotted a vehicle that resembled one that recently was reported stolen. According to court documents, the 48-year woman ignored all orders to pull over and later parked just in front of her home and went inside. Documents say that Henry told the officers that she was actually Beyonce. Police also reported that Henry told the officer that she found the keys inside the car and just decided to go for a joyride. She also allegedly said that she didn't pull over because she just didn't want to. After being arrested and her identity being exposed, she was charged with unlawful taking of a motor vehicle, concealing identity and resisting and obstructing arrest she just got an attorney i mean no but don't we all kind of feel like beyonce on the inside it's a little bit and uh, yeah and i've been really itching to get back into podcasting usually i have a co-host i don't now because you just couldn't do it which is perfectly fine now i have a new cat and then my cat's my new co-host she's napping right now i don't want to wake her to show you this baby needs a naps that was her. She woke up. So I'm going to send you on your way with a song by an artist that I found during my depression quarantine. His name is Ian Post, and this is Breathe. Like, subscribe, comment. Uh, please like me. <laughs> um, I'm going to post, uh, in the show notes will be, you know, the articles where you can find those. Ian Post song, Breathe, and uh, all the social medias and stuff. 
So yeah, first vid, 2020, new year, new me. No, 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 I'm not new. And I'll uh, send me on my way. Send me on my way. Send me on my way. Bye. Suddenly the traffic stopped, ooh, ooh. 